Hello and welcome to Comadres Comic. This is episode number 37. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. All right, girls. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing good. Yeah. Yes. Still in awe of place that we're in yes. and we're recording. We're in the same studio but a different room. And this one has a very kickback, like, uh, 60s vibe. Oh, I, yes. I feel like we are in like I don't know the the throes <laughs> of a of a 60s sitcom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say all that's missing is the shag carpeting. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm actually missing my little tiki cup with uh, some kind of mixed beverage. Oh in yes, it. God, yeah. absolutely that too. <laughs> well, welcome back, girls. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's go right into Chisme de la Semana. What do you guys, what do you got for us, Jen? Okay, we'll start off with something sweet that I actually really like before I go off. Uh, <laughs> and it is that DC Comics confirms Harlequin and Poison Ivy have gotten married. Yep. And I was just like, yes, we out here in 2018. <laughs> Le- lesbians are thriving. My skin is clear. My crops are flourishing. We out here. <laughs> Actually, um, when I did a little bit of research on um, when DC confirmed it and I did a little bit of research where it came out originally was actually in uh, the issue of Injustice 2 number 70 that came out this week. So Number 70? That's what yes, it says. Yes, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's not 70 issues. I think it's a mistype. I think issue number seven. seven. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Mm. Okay, you know what? Mm. Uh, when Now that you say that, that makes perfect sense. In my mind, I just thought they were... Uh, connecting all the years together oh, okay so which oh, who knows maybe, but yeah. <laughs> yes regardless there was an issue of injustice 2 that came out this week oh uh, what did they do and that is the that's the issue where they where they uh i, I guess it was just a brief little snippet mm-hmm. that ivy just mentions that she and harley quinn were married in vegas by an elvis impersonator <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was that was cute. Yeah, that was cute. Oh my god! And that, that's very much that's very them, very Harley. Yeah. But in that poison in their in the relationship and in like even their like I guess platonic one that they tried to do in the main universe. So I, Ivy has always been depicted as being very indulgent of Harley mm-hmm. and kind of just giving into her whims. And so Harley being like, I want to get married in Vegas <laughs> with an Elvis impersonator and. You know, Ivy will just be like, sure, babe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I I think that's really funny and very, very in character of them. Can I just say I'm happy to hear that Harley is in a relationship where she's being treated well oh, and yes. not abused verbally and or physically and emotionally. Yes, that is. I'm very happy. Congratulations. And like, guys. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, it's an injustice, too. So it's like in an alternate. Yes, universe. it's an alternate it's universe. universe yeah. But um, we can only hope that it becomes canon to the rest of the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. So and, and it seems like they have like a, the most wonderful relationship like you were saying. So yeah. um it it's definitely something that should be looked into into our reality here. Yeah, no, definitely. And I just I'm really glad that they are like officially married. So hooray for that. Hey. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> So apparently Tom Cruise has been, I guess, is on the short list or is the front runner to play Green Lantern as Hal Jordan. Now, first Where's of all... Where's that boo button? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Hit that. Hit that for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, come on. Let Green Lantern die. First of all, first of all, oh, out of no. all the Green Lanterns, he is the most boring and those are facts. TM. <laughs> That, that is the honest truth. Hal Jordan is a boring character. The ones that are more interesting are his one, basically, I guess his, not his descendants, but his underlings, I guess. Yeah. Basically, Kyle Rayner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, uh, John Stewart. Those are the interesting um, uh, lanterns. And let's not even get started on the other lanterns. The star sapphires are super cool. Sinestro, so he has a cheesy name and everything, and his mild conception was, and his initial conception was kind of racist. But now he's an interesting character who started the whole Sinestro Corps and is feared Mm -hmm. uh, uh, as as well as respected. So he's an interesting character. The whole uh, the Sinestro Corps uh, is really interesting, but like. 
Hal Jordan, really? Okay, so as you all know who listen, I'm a lot newer to comics than uh, both Jen and Sarah. And when Rebirth started, I tried to read Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, and I was bored out of my freaking mind. Oh my gosh, it was so boring. It was one of the first... Uh, titles from DC that I dropped because I just could not get into it and Green Lanterns with Simon and Jessica was coming out at the same time and that was a hundred percent more interesting to me and so I just kept with that one but um, mm-hmm. I thought it was just me <laughs> <laughs> well it's I, not just I like you. the Green Lanterns uh, I like Green Lantern in, in general I think it's a, a very interesting character I really like the animated series oh Green yeah Lanterns. They're, they're really great um, but yeah, I agree with you, Tom Cruise. I don't think that's a good fit for uh, Green Lantern. And I think, fine, you can reboot it, but why not with Jessica mm-hmm. Cruz and uh, Simon ba- Baz? Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting that when you read... Okay, so this news actually originally came out in March. And um, and so it's kind of just resurfacing now with a little bit more information. You see, no one was paying attention. Right. But Probably. now now <laughs> yeah. we have. Now now we're now the it's it's kicking in. Tom Cruise is Green Lantern. First of all, that there's a Green Lantern movie in the makes after the giant flop that it had been. Oh my god. Well, I I would think okay maybe they want to like redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand that. But yes, for characters that they might want to jump on board with to make an interesting movie, D- a DC universe, uh, a cinematic universe movie, I just find it really strange that Green Lanterns is the one that. I mean, there's so m- many cool, interesting characters out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I would be in line more to see uh, a movie all about Dexter than. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> show me a little a, a kitty that spits fire from his mouth and wears its ring on his tail. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm 100 percent about that. But Tom Cruise had one caveat to taking this role yes. if he indeed is going to take it, and that is, I guess, in the original um, screenplay, his character Hal Jordan was going to be killed off. Right, and he said the only way he would take the role is if that was changed that he wasn't killed he wasn't killed off yeah so forget it i'm out maybe if he would have been killed out uh, killed off in the beginning because i was like okay maybe that's the thing like maybe they have to just use him to introduce hell and then they're going to introduce the interesting characters but then when i read that part of the story i was like oh no i don't think it yeah. sort of sounds to me like Will Smith uh, taking off his mask uh, throughout. He hardly he wore his mask like for f- ten seconds during Suicide Squad. It's like, oh, I'm you know this is who I am. You got to see my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I really do not. I disagree on this whole Tom Cruise thing. I mean, he's he's older. I I, t- I like Tom Cruise in my Mission Impossible's. Okay, just mm-hmm. leave him there. Like I, I want no other content of Tom Cruise in my face unless it's the old Tom Cruise <laughs> yes. movie about the Marines. Uh, and no, I want risky and business Tom Cruise, outsiders Tom Cruise. Oh, wow. oh you know what? Outsider, I, I, I will accept outsiders Tom Cruise. That's yeah. that is perfectly okay. Um, um, and Mission Impossible movies Tom Cruise. That is it. Outside of that, he does not exist. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Yeah, it's really interesting because two of the women that he was involved with were in superhero movies, which is probably something he missed. Mm. Um, um, He actually was the reason that his wife, then um, Kate, Katie Holmes, wasn't in the second installment of Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was a wrong move on his part to have her not be on that role. But also we have in one of the other Batman movies, we had a... Um, his first wife, Nicole Kidman, N- Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. wasn't his first wife, was his second wife. Whatever. Yes. Anyway, he missed out on it. He's too old now. Uh, I don't know. He could play somebody's dad. I don't know. Maybe. Even then, <laughs> the fact that Tom Cruise is in it is going to be like a major like, do I really want to see this? Like, yeah. Even if he's in it just for five minutes, do I really want Although, to inflict myself with five minutes of Tom Cruise? <laughs> when I shared this on my Facebook page, a friend of mine was like, imagine um, the Green Lantern Corps coming up against Zenu. <laughs> So uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe that's the direction they can go. <laughs> maybe that could you know, be a there, thing. There's not a real consistent timeline in the DC Universe movies, anyway. 
Oh, they don't know the what they're doing. Exactly. So you can easily do the Jessica Cruz, Simon yes. Baz storyline. Yes. I mean, that would be amazing. Just make and a you would good hit, story. Yeah, and you would hit such a bigger demographic. Oh, mm-hmm. a good Emails. story from DC? You're asking for too much. <laughs> oh, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like honestly, they have no con- they have no continuous timeline. They can t- have this take place in the future or what could be yeah. like the past or whatever. Uh, IDK set it in a f- if you're gonna do Tom Cruise, make it uh, a fifty style like uh, plane crash thing or like um, um when the when the Air Force really started taking off and stuff like that. Cold War era. Yeah. That yeah, would yeah. that would be interesting. See, DC, I'm already writing your movie for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, hire me. But either either way, yeah, I'm I'm not happy with this news, even though it's been out since March. I I just got aware of it, and yeah, you, we're, I'm I displeased. Think, I think we just heard like a mass amount of people around the world just say like, "Oh my God, don't do it." There's this meme of this old like politician. He's bald, and he's just like, "I don't want this," and that's literally <laughs> me right now. That that is me. I don't want this. Take it back. Uh, so, uh, so any other cheese man? Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> moving on to the third one because I really gotta get this one off my chest. And okay, so it, we finally have a release date for the Mulan live action movie uh, adaptation. And for a moment, I was excited because in my head, I was just like, "Mulan, yes, I love Mulan." Um, um it was a brief moment. I witnessed the yeah. change. From <laughs> she witnessed her <laughs> excitement to her utter disgust. <laughs> to utter disgust. Anyway, so it's coming out in march of 2020 there's already Ooh, an wow. event yeah there's already an event uh for el, the el capitan theater made oh wow yeah and i said that i was interested but now i'm unmarking myself as off as interested and here is why um uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's so much angry cat <laughs> there's a lot of angry cat so the reason i'm no longer interested in this movie even though it's it it looked good they released us some still images from the movie and it looks good in stills Mm -hmm. and i mean i could say that about a lot of movies interstellar looked good that doesn't mean it was a good movie (laughs) uh but anyways uh so the first of all and this is the one that's got me really in a hissy fit is there will be no shang Mm-hmm. And oh. and just remind people who haven't seen this uh, movie since Spoiler they were uh, <laughs> elementary school age, who is Shang in the storyline? So Shang is Mulan's, I guess, commanding officer, and he's the one who trains her, and he's also her love interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about this, and it has been a long-running uh, thing, basically since Mulan came out, is that uh, Shang fell in love with Mulan when he thought, Mulan was a a man, Mm -hmm. basically. And when he found out he was a woman, he still loved her and stuff like that. So, but that basically clues in that he was either bisexual or pansexual, Mm -hmm. um, uh, man. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and Mulan, uh, Mulan, Disney wants nothing to do with that. They can't handle that LGBT content. Like they're like Mm -hmm. shying away from it. Like nah, fam, we not we not doing that no more. Uh, and so there will be no Shang. Um, instead. Mulan, the role of Shang is going to be split in two. There's mm. going to be some someone who will be her love interest, and it's going to be played uh, played by a guy named Shen Hongu. I don't think I'm pronouncing his name uh, correct, and sorry. Um, oh, no, wait. Uh, the character's name is Shen Hongu, and he will be played by the actor Yoson. Um, and he will, from the beginning, know that Mulan is a woman. Of course he will. Yeah. And mm. so like you there will be no mistakes. Yeah. No no possible fudging like ooh like po- the possibility of a bisexual character audacious. Mm-hmm. What a scandal. Can't have that. Um um I know, right? <laughs> I feel like we need another <laughs> sound for Jen because she's she's going through them cat noises mm-hmm. <laughs> like crazy today. Yeah, and then another thing is that um, uh, so there's a love interest, and there's gonna be the commander, and this mildly makes me just a tiny bit more interested. Also, her the commander and the love interest will not be the same person. They will not be okay. the same person, and so the commander is gonna be named Commander Tung, and he will be Mulan's mentor, and he will be played by uh, Donnie Yen from. Rogue One, who was the oh, okay. blind, who was the blind monk? Yeah. Um. Mm. Uh, so that that was uh. That's I mean that's pretty cool. Maybe I might watch Mulan 
after it comes out in DVD from a friend. As I did with Doctor Strange. <laughs> Side note, Commander <laughs> Tongue is the name of a past doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You guys. Okay. And this is the other one that has me in a hissy fit. Is that Sean Yu, the villain of the previous Mulan movie, who was um, uh, the leader of the Huns, will not be the villain. Instead, the role of the villain will be split in two. One will be a witch, and the other will be a warrior leader who is intent on avenging his father's death. A witch? Yes. And mm. the witch will be played by Gong Li, and the second will be played by... Sorry, one moment. I just had it. Uh, Bori Khan. So... I, Sean Yu has uh, got to be one of my favorites because he was just like... He was great. He was yeah. great. He was merciless. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the intention back when they first made Mulan, but he didn't even hesitate when he found out Mulan was a woman. He was basically mm -hmm. like when he, when it was the big reveal and stuff like that, he wasn't like, like oh, I got, beated by, I got beat by a woman. He was just like, no, he saw her as a warrior. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, something you don't really think about it. And it might not be that deep, but I'm deciding right. to make it that deep. <laughs> and so, like, that's interesting. And the fact that he was just like, oh, I just decided to invade because you thought you could build a wall, my dude? That's not gonna keep me out. Like, I, he was, he was interesting. And now they're replacing him with uh, two villains. The, the witch character might be interesting. Yeah. I am interested in that. But the other one, kind of boring. I'm interested to see a witch character from the perspective of the uh, Chinese culture, I think. It's Chinese, right? Yes, yeah. Chinese. Uh, that Yeah, that is... I mean, it's... I don't think I've ever seen that uh, portrayed in um, in a movie or in a story. I, I think we saw it in one of the mummies, Mummy Returns movies. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, but, but that was, was one like, of, like a good witch. And the mummy yes, movie wasn't yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh -huh. I was going to say. I was like, good actors, but they replaced uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the main actress with someone else. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Jet Li was in it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Ooh. Jet Li is in talks as being the emperor. Awesome. Mm, so that's good. Mildly, that mildly interesting. <laughs> mildly interesting. I like him. Uh, and the last, the, the real deal breaker, oh. it's not going to be a musical. What? Oh, really? It's, not, it's not going to feature any music at all. Oh. So they have completely and utterly lost me. I'm sorry, Disney. No. No, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> not sorry. I'm angry. I'm, not sorry, I'm pissed guys. off. That, yeah. is, that is the mood for this. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I saw this. <laughs> I saw this change uh, happen right before my eyes when she was reading the article. So <laughs> that that's a lot of cheese uh that uh, we have today, and uh, I think that Jen is in need of uh, some some nice meditation and yeah. calm. <laughs> I need I need I need to like take a moment. I need to like breathe because that was that was uh, two pieces of bad news in one go. That I am not happy with, yeah. but um, um, but if you're interested, Mulan is coming out March twentieth, twenty twenty. Uh, so if you want to go support it, I mean, it, which would be a good movie to support. I'm just personally pissed, um, um, and disappointed. Uh, it is. It will be coming out in two years. Another part of Cheeseman that we have, we've already repeated it, but we can't say it enough. Uh, we're going to do at Heidi Hole Comics, there's going to be a signing of Bordertown uh, a Wednesday, September 5th um, at Heidi Hole Comics. Uh, what, what are the times, Kristen, on that? Uh, it's from 6 to 8, and we're located at 412 Broadway in Santa Monica between 4th and 5th Street. Some good news in the Cheeseman. Yeah, <laughs> some very good news, and we are super, super excited for this event. All right, guys, what time is it? What time is it, guys? It's cerveza time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I actually am excited to uh, to review this on the show. Um, it's the Harvest Ball Orange Wit Beer from Strand Brewing Company, which is a brewing company that is, and I'm not exaggerating, literally outside my front door. <laughs> Of, it is. of my house. I've been to my uh, house. <laughs> um, so whenever um, I go 
to the Strand and it's a hot summer day, this is what I order when I go. So um, it is a wit beer. So it's a wheat. Um, it's an American pale wheat ale. It is uh, ABV 5.5%. So it's a very... Um, uh, good beer to just have with uh, your barbecue or, you know, just having a, uh, a nice kickback in a summer day. Uh, and the Strand Brewing Company is, like I said, very local to Los Angeles, South Bay area. Um, the brewery is nestled in and amongst the sleepy beach towns of southern Santa Monica Bay to the north and shadowed only by the snow-capped peaks of Angeles National Forest. Jumbo jets in miniature descend over the towering monoliths of downtown on their final approach into LAX. Boy, that's very poetic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So it's uh, they have the green foothills of Palos Verdes Peninsula plunging dramatically into a rocky shoreline west and miles out. The mast of Santa, Santa Catalina Islands rises from the seafloor. Man, like I feel like I'm in some like... I don't know, like <laughs> the wind blowing through my hair. <laughs> People's idealized, romanticized versions of L.A., yes. which are valid. Yes. Yes, they are. So, Except uh, for traffic. It's an Except orange wheat beer called Harvest Ball. And uh, it says, uh, I, I want to read more stuff about the beer, but this is just more stuff about, about, the, brewery, about right? the brewery. Yeah. So it doesn't really say much about... Um, about uh, the hops and everything that uh, that is involved in the making of this beer. But um, wheat beers, just by definition, are, are are far lighter than IPAs and stouts and porters that we usually taste on here. I think this is actually our first wheat that we've uh, ever yes, tried. Yes, I believe yeah, so. I yeah. think so. So, um, so go ahead and uh, taste it and see what you guys think. The availability of this is rotating, so it's uh, constantly being brewed, I guess, with the yes. season. Yes. Um, so that's really good I've news. never, I don't think I've ever been there without it being. Okay, so an interesting tidbit to this beer. When uh, Sarah, Jen, and I met for the very first time um, to discuss starting a podcast. We didn't even know what the name was going to be yet. But uh, we met at the Strand Brewing Company. <laughs> and I got there first and I went and I bought a pitcher. So we all could share, and it was this very beer. Aww. Yeah. So it's the very first beer we ever drank together. Yeah. <laughs> bringing it back around, yo. Wow. <laughs> so, I, I didn't realize that. Yes. Uh -huh. I yeah. was just so nervous to be in, in the room <laughs> with you guys. And it turns out, you know, the actual, um, um, what is it called, the tap room in, in um, the brewery and tap room in Torrance, um, they have these beautiful, like, uh, lights like um, carnival lights. You there's plays. Uh, you can play like uh, board games on the side. Yeah. There's benches. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have food. Um, it's a really open and really friendly atmosphere. You can actually schedule events there yes, too. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. uh, they're located in Torrance at two two zero one Dominguez Street. It's in a small little industrial part of Torrance. Um, there's a they're kind of surrounded by a whole bunch of oil refineries. Um, but just like Sarah said, there are a lot of, there's a lot of room, a lot of benches and a lot of opportunity and space for you to have events there mm -hmm. if you so choose. Yeah, and they usually have like some kind of food. Yeah, uh, they usually have food trucks. I think food the truck, food yeah. trucks are Thursday through Sunday. Oh, mm. cool. Yeah, so what do you think about the beer? Well, I love it. I love the taste. I love the little tang. Uh, I love the um, citrus flavor. I really enjoy the citrus flavor, and I think mm -hmm. this is really refreshing. So it's really uh, great for barbecues, maybe a day at the beach. You're not supposed to drink at the beach, but a day at the <laughs> beach, um, that kind of thing. A day at the lake. The, do we have lake? Yeah, we do yeah, have lakes. lakes. Yeah, there's but, lakes. Yeah, there's lakes. Yeah. I mean, if you're global warming, well, <laughs> actually, Echo Park is a nice part now, so oh. you can go to Echo Park. I guess wow. it's a nice part. <laughs> it's a nice park now. Hey, look, I I would I frequented Echo Park one when the water was still green and smelled, and two when somebody got shanked outside of it. <laughs> I had a friend who used to tell me you can go to Echo Park for two things: really yummy churros and a social security card. <laughs> 
I would. I thought that was MacArthur Park. <laughs> That's a, no, no. MacArthur Park is still that. Okay, so, all right. Echo Park. Echo Park is classy now. Oh, okay, nice. Well, I think I'm gonna go with a full on this one. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree. This is actually the first time I've ever had this beer non-draft mm-hmm. in a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I taste a difference. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. I taste a difference. So every time I've been with Kristen to the Strand, we've gotten a, a lot of times. We always get a picture of this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm familiar with the taste of it. And I do like it. I wouldn't drink a picture of something if I didn't like it. Um, um, but this tastes different. You're right. Yeah. In that I think it's lighter. The the orange mm. citrus taste to me is more muted in this bottle. Oh, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it it has a little bit of a nip. It has a bit more of it an does. aftertaste. It, yes, yes. There is a bit more of an a, of a, a little hoppy aftertaste, and it could just be the batch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but it does. It, there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. It's subtle, but I still like it. I mean, it. it's not bad. It's yes, not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's it's pretty good. I still like so it. So I guess what we're saying is that it's better to actually make the trip out to um, the brewery and have it on tap. Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, but I also would go with a full, just because I I I know this beer. I it's one of my go tos at the Strand, uh, and whenever I'm anywhere at a local restaurant and they have this on tap, I will generally buy it. Yeah, and I'm going with a full too because it's a, it's a pretty chill beer. It's like there there's no explosions of flavor in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so no super saiyans here. No Aww. super saiyans this time. Oh, but worth it. the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so we have fools all around? Yes. Yeah, fools all around. All right, guys, it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today, Jen? So today we are going to be reviewing, reviewing, <laughs> um, uh, Mashbone and Grifty, uh, issues one and two by uh, Five Meat Comics. So they actually reached out to us via Twitter. Is it Five Meat or Five Meats? Five Meats, I control copy. With an S. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Five Meat Comics. Uh, and they contacted us, uh, contacted us via Twitter and sent us uh, the book as well as through our Gmail. But uh, just to give you a little bit of a preview, just who in the hell are Mashbone and Grifty? <laughs> who? Tell us. <laughs> Mashbone, Grifty's sidekick, wanted to be a globetrotting world adventurer ever since he saw Denim Dakota Dan and the Pagoda of Peril. The thing is, he's a bit of a booby. He has no grasp on how the real world works. Plus, he's not very good at problem solving, distinguishing fantasy from reality, or even putting on a shirt. After getting kicked out of the Junior Archaeological Society, he never really signed up. He just showed up and took a seat. (laughs) He settled into doing odd jobs around his favorite pub for free beer and air hockey tokens. I mean, what else is a mutated monkey creature with a bone lodged through his brain supposed to do with his life? (laughs) Grifty... Mashbone's sidekick wanted to be a tough-as-nails cop ever since he saw action star Jamie Chong in Super Danger Cop Story Part 3. The thing is, he's a bit of a weenie. (laughs) He's never done anything remotely awesome. Plus, he can't throw a punch, run a mile, or wake up early. That's a big mood. <laughs> that's a, that's my commentary. <laughs> After failing the police academy a record 24 times, wow. he settled into a security guard job where his skills are put to good use at farmer's markets and strip malls. His pusillanimity, look it up, Mang. I did. I did, actually. <laughs> hinders his personal life as well. I mean, is there anything scarier than asking someone out? For those that don't know, pusillanimity is basically cowardice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Mashbone and Grifty wanted to be somebodies. The thing is, they're nobodies. Plus, they're fat, broke, and spend a little too much time at the pub. Wow, this is a call out. Right? <laughs> like, you're telling my life. I know, right? Killing me softly. But, but maybe, just maybe, nobodies can become somebodies together. Can a never was world adventure and a cowboy cop wannabe become the greatest freelance detectives in history? Sure. Why the hell not? <laughs> I, so. I love the intro to those characters. I thought that kind of set the mood for the entire uh, two uh, uh, issues that we review uh, that we read. So I'm going to start off with um, an honest. Um, 
summation no not a, on a summation and like a, I, i'm going to admit something uh and that is that when they first sent it and i first looked at it and i kind of looked online and was like looking at mashbone and grifty just from even just this cover i'm like ugh, no it's not for me <laughs> wow uh, that's I was... kristen guys and you could email her at <laughs> oh no 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 no, no. before we can jump on kristen <laughs> oh i will uh, freely admit that this is something that i personally would have never picked up Yes, I have to. I'm gonna agree that I would never have picked this up. Even as well. this is Kristen again, and I was telling Jen on the drive over here. Even if I had a hard copy in my hand and I was at a convention and they called me over because I, if I make eye contact, okay, creators, <laughs> this is how you get me. If you make eye contact with me, that's all it takes. I'm buying your stuff, okay? And so, like, I'm walking. I try to walk down. I've learned my lesson, and I try to walk down Artist Alley, like very determined, not not looking at anything unless I'm for sure know that I want to buy it. But if they handed me this and told me to look through it, not reading anything, just looking at the style, looking at the two main characters, I nothing about any of those things interests me just from the beginning, um, and I would not have bought the book. Mm -hmm. um, but that's all to say that with that being said, it surprised the hell out of me. It did. Like actually yeah. reading the story and actually, or the two stories, we have issue one and two. Mm -hmm. Actually reading them, I felt as if the creators looked into my soul and were like, what makes Kristen laugh? <laughs> and that's what we're going to write about. <laughs> Look. I it's I don't know if it's a, a secret or not. I don't really make a secret of it, but I have basically the humor of a thirteen-year-old boy. <laughs> That's why me and my little Same. brother and my littlest brother get along so well. He just makes a dick joke, and I laugh. Uh, I like, mean, I make fart. Okay, when I'm out in public, I will fart and then run away and be like, "Eddie, what did you do? That's gross!" <laughs> and then just run away laughing. <laughs> Well, I don't have that sense of humor, but I did. I did love this book, and it's like it was, it was hilarious. I, I was surprised. Like this book actually surprised the laughs out of me. Yes, by I how funny it was oh, absolutely. the entire time. Yes, like, I have to agree. Yes, I was. I was reading it. I was just like, oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> and on just the merit on that itself alone is that makes it a really good book in that it's like if anything can surprise a laugh out of me yeah. i am 100 percent all about it and it, literally within like page three it surprised a laugh out of me because they said <laughs> <laughs> you know what page i'm talking about <laughs> literally in the beginning page as they're trying to set up their little detective agency stuff <laughs> a man comes in and he shouts and he shouts i lost my <laughs> cock <laughs> When I saw that panel, I died. I and the art was so <laughs> magnificent in that specific panel. I was like, oh, my God, this is okay. going to be great. So just aesthetically, like I said, it's nothing that I that interests me as far as what I know I like from the past. But the more and more I read it, the more and more the art actually grew right. on me. I mean, mm -hmm. the art is actually really good. Yes. Yeah, it's I was really like, good. Like yeah. it, at the beginning, I was just like, this isn't really the kind of artwork. Like it had a web comics feel to it. Mm -hmm. But also it's it was it was the kind of web comics that I usually don't read. Mm -hmm. But but as mm -hmm. I was reading it, I actually became very endeared yes. with, uh, oh, with the yes. artwork. Yes. And I noticed like there was a lot there's of actually cool a lot of skill, yeah. a lot of uh, intentional stylistic choices that uh, were really good. And I, I, I loved the art, how dynamic it was. Yes. Like in the very action cartoon. sequence. Yeah, mm -hmm. I loved it. I like you said it was something it's not something that strikes me as something that I would like it's not something I would pick up but once reading it it was a real great marriage between story and artwork as well I always mm -hmm. say that but honestly it's really magical here it, it mm -hmm. is and I I feel okay so the the writer uh and artist um they're both latino Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated all the the little references of a Latinx culture. Oh yes, um, all the Spanish words, Lang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all yeah. the yeah, all the all the little um, like um, 
Spanish like um, Spanglish words. Yeah, Spanglish words. Or I just love like that guy who has that really heavy Mexican accent. Like oh, the, I love yeah. that guy. I mean, they wrote it. What was his name? Chick- Felipe. I believe yeah. it was. Yeah. He lost his cock. <laughs> <laughs> Mango. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mango. The, the the story where they're talking and the guy who who lost his cock and then Mashbone and Grifty where they're having a conversation and and Mashbone and Grifty still don't realize that it's an actual <laughs> chicken that he's talking about <laughs> and and their commentary is hilarious. Oh, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> It's How so big was your <laughs> and it touched to twenty four inches? He's, he's like, he's oh, you must have been of, popular, right? It was just hilarious. <laughs> I love that part. And actually, the uh, uh, it's written by Rolando Esquivel and Oscar Garza. The art is also by Oscar Garza. So um, it's 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 a really great book. the The storyline is amazing, and it differs from the second issue, but there's a tie-in at the end. So. Yes, mm-hmm. actually, I was gonna say that um, we got issue number one and issue number two, and um, it was very uh, the 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 theme of Mashman and Grifty being down and out, kind of you know losers who don't really know what to do with their life, um, is consistent. But there was also yes a tie in, and I really mm-hmm. actually in it was like a callback to, to mm-hmm. issue one, mm-hmm. and it um, kind of seemed to set up a store the story arc for issue three. Mm-hmm. But I really like uh, the kind of complexity of the story. Like I don't know where this is going, but it was just so well served. I really enjoyed it. Both stories, the first one yes. and the second one. I really enjoyed both of them as well. And like I said, I laughed out loud multiple, multiple oh, times. Yes. Yes. And um, there are multiple 80s and 90s references oh, yeah. in oh, the book. so many. And those completely <laughs> were just, they, they, it was funny because uh, one of them, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's so obscure. Just that reference alone, I know the age range of the writers. <laughs> <laughs> I like I liked the um, oh how God. one uh, the the fellow that lost his cock and um it was Grifty no it was Mashbone were in the dumpster and and he's telling him the whole La Bamba yes, uh, yeah. uh, yes. movie and he's like you just told me the whole story but now I gotta go watch it yeah he's all like yeah I think it's on Netflix or something like that no. I was like oh my God so hilarious uh, they made they had a Selena poster in the background yes, yeah and then there was like the blood in blood out reference yes. and I was like oh yeah that. He's speaking to my soul. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. The Indiana Jones parody movie and mm. everything. Like, it was just... Uh, I feel like we should probably state this, is that this is definitely a satirical work. Mm-hmm. It is. It's It's definitely po- poking fun at the kind of crime detective noir era. Yeah. And also the 80s, like, Starsky and, and Hutch right, kind yeah. of movies as well. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's it, it would it's very much kind of... Um, uh, a very satirical piece of work that's made with a lot of love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see more. I mean... Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely... Oh, I'm now interested in that issue number three. Yeah. Just on that issue number two where they ended with the Bloodsport reference, I oh, was yeah. just like, sign <laughs> me up. Oh, my God. I have seen every Van Damme movie because my me and my brother, my the one that's just a year younger than me, loved Van Damme movies. We used to watch them all the time. Uh, don't ask me how we got a hold of these movies and how my parents <laughs> let us. They they just did. Um, um but uh, just that ending itself, I was just like, yeah. I total. don't think I've ever seen a Van Damme movie. Oh, you're missing out. It's so good. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I think I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's good. It, yes, yeah. it's so bad. It's good. Yeah. No, I I grew up watching those two. My 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 younger brother as well. He would put them on all the time, and I'm like, Bloodsport again. Oh. oh my god, we would watch Bloodsport like two or three times a freaking week back when we were younger. Like we love that movie. That's why when they when they said Kumite, I was just like, oh, I know oh, what movie this funny. is. I know, I know what's going on here. I know what's it's, going on. And here, he's yeah. so funny because he's like, isn't this like wrestling? It's like you know, stage. Yeah, and, that- and, all, you, and all you can hear is the crowd chanting Kumite, Kumite. <laughs> so so the the first. 
um, issue one, we kind of talked about it's it's this uh, it's this storyline that follows uh, Mashbone and Grifty trying to figure out the mystery of what happened to this dude's missing cock. <laughs> so that 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 is Mango. is going on throughout issue one, but issue two is um, <laughs> is starts out with Mashbone and Grifty actually spending all of their rent, rent money on hot wings and beer. <laughs> and it's only because Mashbone is trying to cheer up Grifty because Grifty um, was dumped. Yes. And mm-hmm. I like six months ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I thought the cool part was like when he like gave him hot wings mm-hmm. and he had a taste and he's like, oh my God, it's so hot. Yeah. Give me something to drink. And then Mashbone tricks him and gives him like a car bomb or something. An yeah. Irish, yeah, Irish, car Irish car bomb. And then he's like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, Mang. <laughs> it was just like, like, did you roofie me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, it was like, you don't even know what happened. And actually, that's one of my favorite panels was um, when, no, that's from the first uh, first issue. Sorry. But I one of my favorite panels to say is where uh, Grifty is opening his eyes. So there's a lot of black around because you, you're actually looking through his eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he yes. opens them and there's a Selena poster and then he closes them and he opens them and there's an altar. And yeah. it's like, that was like a wonderful use of like complete darkness and a little bit of imagery. That and was a really was cool amazing. stylistic yeah. choice. Like yes. those, are, that was like really awesome, and that mm-hmm. took a lot of skill because mm-hmm. it felt like I was waking up. Yes, with him. yes, it's like it. it mm-hmm. Like I had just been beating the hell and back, and yeah. was waking up all, all, all effed up. Like, oh my god, <laughs> where am I? Uh, so issue two follows along um, their madcap ideas of how to recoup their rent money mm-hmm. um, and uh, wrestling and <laughs> and madcap adventures ensue. <laughs> Hobo uh, football. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Football football league. League. <laughs> yes, it's it's it, oh my gosh, and there's so many great characters. I mean the the guy mm-hmm. who's uh, the bartender, the one that owns the bar. Yes, I yeah. love Cheddar him. Burger. Cheddar I, Burger. I, love, I him. love him. Yeah. And then there's the hobo they meet. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And of course, then there's El Lucho, who's the bad guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's a multitasker. He's like <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I love that panel yes. because uh, they they they're looking for this guy's missing cock, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep saying this by the way. Man- uh, and, <laughs> and and uh, Felipe, who lost his cock, said, um, uh, oh, yeah, Eluche is a multitasker. And you see a panel of him attending yes, uh, yes. attending a baptism but, at, one, <laughs> at, one, at one. And then at 1.15, he's beating someone up and, at the and church drowning basement. drowning them in the same basement. Yeah, in, the the same. Same, in the church basement. <laughs> and then you move on and he's at a... He he's at a kid's birthday party and then uh, he's breaking a pinata yeah. and then in the next panel it is it was like two like two p.m. and it's like two fifteen p.m. He's like and he's beating up some some person with the same bat yeah. and I'm just yeah. like yeah. oh my god it was great I it was it. so funny I I loved it. I really like the artwork too because they had an insert where um, it was sort of like a mashbone and uh, grifty um, Jurassic Park feel. Mm-hmm. That oh, one, yeah. I was like, when I saw it, I immediately knew what it was. Yeah. I loved it. It's like th- the it's flipped so... over car. Yeah, you got, you got. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great. So, apparently, chickens are in some way connected to dinosaurs. So apt. <laughs> <laughs> So um, anything else you guys want to add to this? Well, one thing that I wanted to add is that in this uh, book, they actually talk about the fact that there is a small little seven minute video on Amazon Prime that you can watch about Mash and grifty mm-hmm. um, and I actually I have prime so I went and I watched it and um, it was interesting in that I actually learned a little bit more about the characters' backgrounds, I guess. There was a little bit more, of, uh, not more, but there's a little bit of character development in that video that they talked about that I didn't get from reading. Right, exactly. uh, Like, for example, um, where how what Mashbone, quote-unquote, is. Because um, we're, Jen mentions it in her character when she... Uh, read the character description but mashbone is a weird human slash ape like uh hybrid and there is a bone that is through his brain (laughs) and so uh they they actually in the video discuss how the doctors don't know what he is that he could be um 
an ape who evolved an ape with a bone in his brain that evolved into a human or he could be a human with a bone in his brain that devolved into, into an, an ape, ape. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was actually interesting yeah. to me because um you don't really get any of that kind of uh, you just jump right into a story of them being friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and he's just, just this and weird he has hairy this bone dude in his with a bone in yeah, his head yeah and he ha- he has this weird like he has the long ape arms and mm-hmm. and kind of torso and stuff and the bone through his head but they don't really ever address it mm-hmm. right, uh, right so there's just like a little bit of sci-fi mixed in mm-hmm. oh, yeah. with this uh which is which is interesting and it's pretty funny um uh, but it's a it's it's a fun book. It is so much fun, and just because it was so surprising, that it caught me off guard. It's something that I would not, like you said, pick up. Oh or, yeah. Or um, but the the way it was written, it was so great, and it the storyline was so well developed, and the the d- dynamic art with it was just amazing. Yeah, so if you get a chance to watch the video, what I will say is the feel of the video and the characters, for me personally, was completely different than the feel of the characters that I read in the comics. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Um, it, it, it seemed maybe a little rough, more I punk, guess. I, 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 I describe it as more punk rock. More punk rock <laughs> okay. than a disco era feel to this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, but I do think it's worth it. It's, oh, a, it's a good introduction, and it's free if you have Amazon Prime. Um, I just went on to Prime Video and searched Mashbone and Grifty, and it came right up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you yourself are interested in reading this book, which I highly recommend, yes. uh, you getting a copy for yourself and enjoying the craziness that is issue one and issue two, you can... Um, you can Email them at the five meets, which is um, the and then the number five and then M E A T S at gmail.com. Um, they do have an Instagram, which their um, their IG is five, the letter five and then meets M E A T S. Facebook is also five meets and Twitter is also five meets. So if you want a copy, there are multiple ways for you to reach out to them. And I'm sure they will be very happy to get you a copy of your very own. Also, uh, these these fellows that created these uh, five meets, uh, they also have some really interesting fan gear. So, um, yes, yeah. right? they had that Infinity Gauntlet yes. uh, yeah. shirt that I wanted. I, I know that that's going to be if you guys get that, I'm sure you're going to be like the bell of the ball. Totally. It's <laughs> just yes. so Actually, it's in here. Yeah, it's, it's in the book, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really I stunning. I, I loved it. I, th- I believe it's in the back. <clears throat> but this is Sarah, and I'm. While Kristen's looking that up, that information, I'm gonna go ahead and rate it. Uh, for me myself, just being so surprised at the content and falling in falling in love with the art, um, I'm going to give it tres conchas and a cup of uh, Mexican coffee, the kind of coffee that has that tequila shot in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, so I am going to give it the uh, three conchas for just the content alone, and then they will also get the cup of champurrado for being a, a surprisingly amazing. Like I'm so surprised at how much I liked it. I did not think I was gonna like it, and so just for that shock alone, they get the cup of champurrado. Nice. Yeah, uh, I was initially gonna go with two but uh just talking about it and just like i really was surprised by how funny this was and how much i did end up liking it so that they're getting three conchas and not not even hiding it a drink that chug that tequila (laughs) do it and so they also have um a teespring store which is where their infinity gauntlet um shirts and some other things i can't read what this corn is saying elote something or other oh it's elote rick Okay. From Rick and Morty. Okay, but I, that's not what he's saying. He's saying elote something. El, elote mucho? No, <laughs> he's saying elote Rick. Oh, it is saying yeah. Rick. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> my eyesight is so bad. Um, but the Infinity Gauntlet is... Um, it's a luchador who is who looks like Thanos. And it says, um, La Guerra Infinito. And um, it's just the art is so cool. And then there um, are um, there's a shirt with the three with three luchador 
um, characters that are supposed to be like uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and they each have their different colored masks. But that's so cool. And they're um, if you use this address, you get twenty percent off. It's Teespring Teespring dot com backslash stores backslash five meets comics with the letter five um oh and then there's we'll have to share this because this is yeah. a long thing but they do have a teespring store and there is a 20 percent off and we can share that link to you uh for you guys on our um on facebook all right guys so that was our view and it was raves all around guys it's now for time for on my radar and this is sarah and on my radar is dc's pro number one is going to be uh they're going to include uh, a reprint of citizen wayne which is a batman story uh from brian michael bendis and gaidos it's actually gaidos gaidos mm-hmm. thank you i it's, knew it's it was spelled g-a-y but it's See, pronounced I, gaidos. I tried guys i tried <laughs> so uh, a little bit of info about that book so uh that book was a 50 cent comic before Bendis uh basically they, before DC announced that Bendis yes. was making the jump yeah. to um uh, to DC Comics instead of Marvel and that book shot up in price to about $60 what yeah oh a 50 so cent comic so far for it being on my radar and I'm kind of pissed <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Pearl, um, mm-hmm. actually, Pearl number one, it came out this week. Um, it's a story that is part of um, uh, the creator-owned stuff that Bendis is going to be doing for DC now. The Jinx World? The Jinx World stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually read it because I knew you were going to do it on your radar, and I really like it. Well, this is the team that originally did Jessica Jones. Yes. Back in, what was it, 2000? Mm-hmm. So um, that was a really great story that I love, so that's why there was an interest for me to like actually seek out this Pearl, uh, because it's the same team joining up to create a, a new character as well. Yeah, so... Um, if you like Bendis's noir detective like uh, crime stories, I think you're really gonna enjoy it. It's like his power stuff. And mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And um, the the protagonist is a female. Um, she's a tattoo artist. And um, there's there's kind of like. Um, I don't want to call it a Romeo and Juliet story because it seems like it's simplifying it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it it was only issue one and there's still a lot of there's like some Yakuza stuff going on. um, And uh, it was just really good, really interesting. I really enjoyed the art. And the reason why they included this this um, this story in the back is because it's the same creative team who they who worked on Pearl, who's doing Pearl, who did this uh, Wayne, Citizen Wayne, which is a play on Citizen Kane, if you didn't get that. Uh, <laughs> um, and they included that story in the back of this issue. So you're getting two issues for the price of one, one. in this book, if you buy it. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, it was kind of uh, interesting because Brian Michael Bendis was saying that a lot of people were saying that, oh, they're just so happy that Brian Michael Bendis is writing uh, a Batman story. And he's like, oh, no, actually, like, I already have. I already, w- yeah. 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 And this is something that printed, what, in 2000? So Early it'll be yeah, yeah. So it'll be a nice surprise for um, the new fans, and um, it'll be like kind of a throwback for old fans who had known about this yeah. before. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. I thought, and you're right. You get two stories for one, and I really want to read this Pearl because um, I really like the work on Jessica Jones. And although that was a Marvel character, I feel like it's going to be a little grittier, but just because it's DC. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about yeah, that. Yeah, they've actually talked to him. They've uh, in interviews. Um, it's been addressed. Uh, that it is a very um, because it's the same creative team on Jessica Jones and it's a very and it's a female protagonist. It's a very easy jump to just rewrite um, a, a, a quote unquote Jessica Jones character now uh, for um, for DC and within this platform. And he says that he um, while there are some similarities, um, creativity creatively. Um, the character development for sure will be the same, but that he says he feels like that's where it ends. Like the deep character development for this main character is going to be there as it was for Jessica Jones. But the rest of the stuff, he says they are consciously trying to do a different character. Well, I'm so excited about that. And that's actually what's on my radar. 
And now we bring you to Juntos y Fuertes. And today with Juntos y Fuertes is Kristen. <laughs> so um, Juntos y Fuertes is a segment that we do on Comadres y Comics to support, um, to support creators, to support organizations, um, groups who um, are uh, generally members of marginalized um groups or that help out marginalized groups in some way shape or form and today i'm actually going to be sharing the information of a crazy amazing kickstarter um terry mayo who is um a, a great latino creator um who writes the wicked righteous is currently um he currently has a live kickstarter online right now trying to kickstart his graphic novel form of the first or of the six issues of wicked righteous so wicked righteous volume one now just nice. just so you know he's already met his goal so he's on to stretch goals but the stuff that you get is super amazing and this book is awesome yeah so wicked righteous a little short synopsis um there's some sort of sickness that is going around and the only people who are not being affected by it are a people who have taken a life in some way, shape or form and B children. Oh, wow. So there you have the wicked, the killers and the righteous, the children. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a good versus evil type thing because now it's just these two groups that are left to, to coexist and to survive. Um, so that premise is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah, that sounds it, really cool. Yeah, it is. It originally um, well, it's published by Alterna, which I love Alterna because they publish their books on newsprint, mm. and which means that they can publish them cheaper. Which means the savings is passed on to the consumer, and Alterna books are only one dollar and fifty cents. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. So um, Marvel books four ninety nine. Uh, uh, DC books two ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, um, but a dollar fifty. So and there right there are some really good books that are coming out from Alterna. Mm -hmm. I highly highly recommend that you go to your LCS and you ask um, for Alterna books um, because it is a smaller publishing company. It might be uh, something that even though it's on your LCS's radar, they might not want to take the risk of ordering a lot of them because they don't know that, you know, it's not a DC, it's not a big two, it's not an image, it's not a publisher that's well known. So they might order a couple here or there. And then once they sell out, they might not reorder. So um, go to your LCS and re request it and go to Kickstarter and um, search Wicked right uh, Wicked Righteous Volume 1 graphic novel, um, the creator is Terry Mayo, and do your part and support Latinx creators and content. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I've been meaning to put that up myself. Yeah, definitely do. And now it's time for saludos. So we have a saludos that is close to my heart today. This is Kristen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is this very, very um, amazing webcomic creator <laughs> and artist. His name is Eddie D'Angelini. Um, Whoever could that be? <laughs> <laughs> and he is currently... Um, he has a brand new volume of Collectors. So Collectors is a webcomic all about Eddie, who is a comic book collector. And he loves his wife and his comic book collection, but not always necessarily in that order. And if you haven't already guessed, Eddie is my husband. And he <laughs> um, yearly collects um, all of the individual strips that he puts up um, every Sunday. And he collects them into volumes. And then he um, puts out hard copies with additional content that was never online and so uh, this is true collector's romance collector's volume number four it is here it's a new 100 page volume and it's the size of a trade paperback it contains lots of new material like i said including seven a seven page original story of the first love and heartbreak of both eddie and Kristen. and yes eddie um this is these were both um definitely based on true stories um you can find <laughs> 
find out all about my first heartbreak and Eddie's if you buy this uh, this issue. Um, it is uh, $12 because it is more than twice the size of the other ones that have come out in the past. So you can buy Collectors at um, Volume 4 at CollectorsComic.com. Um, and you can also just go to CollectorsComic.com and uh, read some of the current strips that are up there and also order any of the past volumes if you don't have any of them. <clears throat> Is this the comic book that he was giving out at San Diego Comic Con if you ran into him and stopped him? Yes. What? <laughs> uh, you and know what? I, I kick myself almost <laughs> every time I remember this, but I ran into him, of course, many times, and I, in the back of my head, I said, I think I have to tell him something, and it was that. I wanted to get my <laughs> coffee, and I didn't get it. I was so disappointed in myself. So, this is a saludos. He always bugs me about, why don't you talk about collectors on the <laughs> so, so, we're talking about it is, now. Yes, I'm talking Aww. about it. I'm shouting him out, and I'm shouting collectors out, and also, yours truly is um, a big the star part of, the star <laughs> of, of collectors. Comic. Yes, uh-huh. it's so I I loved it actually. Like I don't know if anybody knows this, but that's how that's how Sarah and Kristen met yep. was because of mm-hmm. I was a big fan of collectors. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I actually sought him out when I went to Long Beach Comic Con because I wanted to meet him, and it, I was I was still starstruck, but it was like. Yes. It's like, you, I'm a normal guy. He, like, yeah. He, and he told me about that. And he's like, this girl came up and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating. And she tried to interview me and she was so nervous. <laughs> and then my, I told my husband, I'm like, did you take pictures of me? I mean, interviewing him because, oh no, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> curse you. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also. Do you still have that interview somewhere? Um, I believe I do. Oh yes. yeah. You should share it. I, I will definitely do that. You guys can hear me like coughing and you know you, you can't see me blot myself but i blotted myself quite a bit. <laughs> um i'd also like to extend a saludos this is sarah to spartan town and spartan town has been super cool they've been uh regramming some mm-hmm. of our events and activities on instagram so saludos to them they actually just regrammed uh the event we're having yes. for border town so thank you so much for being so supportive All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. Any shout outs, dirty limericks or anything? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not prepared for that. No, uh, next episode, I'll <laughs> give you a very nice there dirty was one. An old man from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you can always find us um, on Instagram at Comadres y Comics or on Twitter at Comic Comadres. We're also available to listen to for free on iTunes. Just kidding. I know you guys know that already because you're <laughs> listening. Uh, but you can email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook and we have a Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.